Welcome to the Home Team Podcast. Welcome to the Home Team Sacramento Podcast. My name is Josh Takimoto, one of your hosts. Uh, Kevin Bracey is not here with us tonight, but that's okay because we have a, a friend of the show who's been following us for a little while, who's always been a huge supporter of what we've been doing since we started Home Team Sacramento. The crazy thing is he's not even here local in Sacramento right now. He's from Sacramento, but not here currently. We've got Coach Brendan Brandon Johnson. What's going on, Coach? What's going on, Josh? How's it going? Good, man. I want to mention too, owner of Maintained Fitness in Bakersfield, correct? That's correct. That's yeah. awesome. So, man, we're so we're so thankful that you're willing to do this. And, and like I said, the name of it's Home Team Sacramento, but we also like to, it's not just a matter of uh, interviewing coaches and athletes that are living in Sacramento, that are from Sacramento, but we also like to kind of expand out beyond that. And if we can bring in coaches from outside areas that can give some value to our home team, that's awesome. And then obviously, in some of the messages that you and I have shared back and forth prior to this recording, you have a heart to see young athletes be their very best. And so when it comes to uh, coaches and athletes with that mindset, it doesn't matter if you're from Sacramento, like you're still a part of that home team when it comes to making athletes their very best, both on and off the field, man. So I'm excited to get this conversation going, dude. Right on. Cool. Yes, uh, thanks for the opportunity. Um, yeah, like you said, Sacramento, uh, not born and raised, born up north in Fortuna, okay. up in your area but lived a good majority of my life in Sacramento, Roseville, California. Yeah. Um, and we've been in Bakersfield 12 years now. Okay. Um, awesome. Doing my thing. So my seed was planted up there and it's just now in central California doing, doing what I love to do. I love it, man. So let's, let's go back a little bit for anybody who's listening that doesn't know your story and, and doesn't know who you are and, and where you came from. Uh, tell us a little bit about your athletic and coaching background and then how you got to the place you are today. So, um, started off in sports, super young, um, pop Warner, good old Roseville, California. I was a Roseville Bobcat. Um, didn't get a lot of seasons built in. I, I suffered a back injury early on back when things were a little different when it came to tackling, um, <laughs> things are tough. So much different now, but uh, uh, suffered a back injury. Ended up with a condition that would, um, depending on the impact that I was maybe you know introduced uh, in a, in, a, in a contact sport. It could be football. It could have been anything. Uh, would have paralyzed me from the waist down. So, with that being said, there's it was. It was the start and the end of my little football career, uh, just, just quick, uh, several years had gone by. Um, I was freshman in high school and the chiropractor I was seeing for my condition was actually my aunt. She owned her own business in Rancho Cordova. Nice. Um, she did a lot of research and realized that a lot of NFL players were playing with my same kind of condition. The clause was that you have to be in good shape. You have to keep your core strong. So you don't allow the disc to completely come out of its alignment from the spinal cord. Hmm. Keep your core strong. At that point in time, I had lost so much playing time and so much experience and, you know, um, making up all that experience and game speed and competing up against uh, other kids that have been playing for so long was super difficult. Um, I went out my freshman year. Uh, we had a great season. Again, I was, I was battling for starting positions. Um, it was very difficult. But what I did do is I became a student of the game. Um, went on to run track, uh, ran track. Um, didn't, didn't really do any. I was a really good distance runner. Um, something that um, was super easy for me. Uh, without a lot of training, I mean, eat a bowl of top ramen and go run 10 miles. I mean, it's just <laughs> yeah. weird stuff. You know, training's evolved so much since then. Sure. Um, when, uh, when I got married, um, 
say I have four kids. Um, my son, obviously I wanted him to benefit what I wasn't able to benefit through. And we plugged him right in the pop Warner program. And I stood back and let him do his thing. He's eight years old. He's out there figuring it all out. And I kind of, kind of took notice to some of the coaching, you know, techniques and the way the, the, the coaches were using, you know, uh, the way they were using their verbiage and coaching and body position and stuff like that. And I thought to myself, you know, I could do that. I could totally do that. Yeah. Um, so I gained an interest for that. And the next season I, I, uh, I went out to, as a volunteer coach and started working with the kids and, you know, it's just, it, it, it meshed, it clicked. I, I, I realized that I had a way that I could communicate with kids to where they understand me, even though as being an adult, you know, not without dumbing down your, your verbiage, but you, you had a connection with the kids that they see you, you see the brain, brain working and say, coach, I think I know what you're saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then I just grew a passion for it. I had the opportunity to be with my son, uh, as he's being coached up, we work together, um, on the same team, uh, that way. You know, I, I got to watch his progress at the same time as I got to coach other kids. And eventually that torch was passed on and he went on to high school and I continued to coach. Um, and uh, as we were going through, you know, through the years, I noticed, you know, things evolve, kids get older. Um, what I was noticing is there was, there was a lot missing from just you know, the agility, the speed and, 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 and the body mechanics, sure. like there was, there's so much that, that could have been fixed right there. Uh, you seeing the same kids coming out and they're trying out for the football team and you got 60, 80, hundred kids coming out for one, one level, one program. And these kids are being cut and they're being cut because maybe it's something that they couldn't, they couldn't run simple cone drills. Uh, they have the heart of a lion, but their body mechanics were just suffering. Their wind was suffering. Their, their cardiovascular was suffering. And I, so I took it upon myself to let some parents know, Hey, this summer when football's over, uh, or this, this spring or fall, fall playoffs. Yeah. I have my mind, my, my mind's messed up. Hey, it's um, all good. I'm going to start working with these kids in the off season mm -hmm. start getting their legs up underneath them start running cone drills a little sharper, a little bit more efficiently, um, started bonding with these kids. These kids were, um, not only kids that I met on the football, uh, field, but now we've developed a friendship. Hmm. So uh, I saw a kind of an outreach going on at the same time. And, you know, parents caught word the next season. I noticed I took my little group of kids that I started working with and they went out and they made the team the next year. And the coaches that remembered that cut them looked down at these kids. And I remember one coach saying, what the heck happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> As in, where did that speed come from? Yeah. Where did that, where did that athleticism come from? And then the parent, you know, just giving me the reckon, um, the, the props is just saying, Hey, uh, he's working with Brandon in the off season. And he just wanted to change and go from being cut to your first string running back for the next season was a huge stride. So it kind of opened my heart. Yeah. I knew I had something there. And so I just, I went from there and I went, so every, every off season, my kids grew more and more and more to where, uh, our training was, it was, it was more than training. It was kind of, uh, working more towards the character development. Sure. How far can I take this? How, how, how much can I really pour into this? Football seasonal, it's temporary. You get two hours a day to do the best you can with what you got. How much can I make an impact on these kids? So we start doing things together. Um, I go out and play paintball with them. I go and invite them over for UFC fight night. And I got, <laughs> I got 35 boys in my living room and we're smashing down some pizza and we're, we're getting revved up on some, on some competition on the TV. And that's when you know that, you know, you're, you're building relationships. 
from that point on, I, I continued to coach um, right up until, so 2000, where are we at? 2009, 2010, the economy took a dump. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to withdraw from coaching. We had to make some uh, lifestyle changes, which um, put us here in Bakersfield. And the first thing I did when I got down here is I looked for the football programs here in Bakersfield. Reached out to one of the represent, uh, representatives and said, uh, hey, man, I've been coaching up north for quite a while. I'd like to get plugged into your program. And he checked out my resume, said, absolutely. You got great experience. Come on over. And I realized that over the years, you know, things, things get, they, things change. The competition gets tougher. The training changes. When you move locations, now you're dealing with a completely different demographic. Mm-hmm. Your kids up north are not your same kids down here. So I had to adapt. I had to tweak some things. I noticed I'm dealing with uh, a kind of a different demographic as far as, um, well, not to say what our activity here is less than what it is up there. So kids are struggling a little bit more as far as uh, weight differential. Hmm. We're a little heavier down here. Yeah. Um, It's a little hotter. I mean, not say sack isn't hot. It's hot, but it's it's real hot up here. So the training regiments here, we have off days. So where if it's too hot, we don't practice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, bad air days down here. Uh, no practice. So I noticed that our kids were losing a lot of time, a lot of training, and it was when they would come back, there was a bunch of inconsistencies, and they were really struggle. Um, as far as the football program, I noticed that there was a lot of politics as in more about the wins and not about the development of the kid, because each youth program should be a feeder program to the high school, which that kid goes to. And from here, it was, it was completely different what I was used to up there. So trying to adapt, fit in, work with the coaches that have been here for a while. What I left up North was not the same here. I I was kind of trying to bring that same thing here and it it just wasn't, it wasn't working out. Um, so I spent two seasons here. We went to Vegas, my first time going to Vegas in a tournament. Um, I was the defensive coordinator for that, that, uh, that tournament. And we, uh, we take, we took second overall. I lost to Snoop Dogg. Uh, (laughs) and he runs a mean program. Kids are feisty and fast. Yeah, they are. Um, uh, I, I have no, I have no, you know, hardship over that. I'm, I'm cool with that, man. He runs a great program. He's doing great things for the kids. Uh, we took second, and I knew, um, you know, that was probably going to be the last time I was going to be coaching here, as far as organized sports. Hmm. I just talked to my wife, and I said, you know, I had this dream that I've always wanted, and it's a dream in a sense that uh, if I could have my own place one day and just do the things I want to do with nobody telling me what to do or rules I have to follow, I just have my own, I can be who I want to be. I can, I can, I can work with these kids how I want to. I can, I can develop the time. It gives them a place to go. We don't have to worry about the elements. And so we took a leap of faith and found this building. Um, we couldn't afford it. Uh, I got the opportunity to look at it at least. So we go and we look at it and it's a 3000 square foot box. Hmm. When I walked in, I saw everything laid out. I saw my squat rack. I saw my pull-up bars. I saw all my equipment just kind of envisioned in place. And I told the landlord, I said, we'll take it. And my wife goes, we can't afford this. Right. <laughs> I said, yes, we can. She goes, no, can't afford this. We afforded it. It happened. Um, the next summer I started off in my program with kids, my program now, um, 
is working with strength and conditioning and speed and agility. Uh, I do have a adult boot camp that I run in here that helps pay the bills. Mm-hmm. So I can work with the kids. Sure. And now that dream has now become a reality. So I'm just kind of like long story short in it here. Um, we are creating some huge impact inside this 3000 square foot building. I uh, got two kids from my first year of speed and agility committed. Um, two different colleges coming out of my program. Uh, and it's continuing to grow. I'm having a blast. Uh, it's every day I look forward to seeing their faces. Um, and now it's all about evolving. How far can I help prepare these kids uh, for their road? It's not just day to day or week by week. It's for the next four years in high school. Okay, we're in high school. We got four years. It's the next four years of your college. It's the next 40 years of your life now. Now I can forecast because it's under my control. It's under my roof. All that other gibberish is gone. And it's been, it's been a blessing. So, yeah, to wrap up that from leaving out a lot of detail, but just trying to get to the point. Yeah. Uh, Josh, that's, that's, that's how I became where I'm at. I love that, man. I love it. It's obvious too, man, as you're, as you're speaking, it's obvious that you're passionate about, uh, not only the strength and conditioning and, and seeing athletes become stronger, faster, more agile, but, uh, it's, it's obvious that you love the character development part of it too, which I think is awesome, man. Um, and I'm always, I'm always thankful and grateful that we have coaches like yourself and trainers like yourself that, that make that. Uh, a priority because it's huge, man. And, you know, we, we talk to guests all the time about this. Like that's, that's something that like at some point in life, you can, you can maintain the speed and agility for a while, the strength for a while. But the one thing that will never um, go away if you, if you protect it is the character, right? The integrity, the honor, that's something that will, it's not, it's not dependent on, you know, how fast you are, how strong you are, any of that. So man, I always love hearing that, but I wanted to, you know, ask you a couple of questions based on what you said. I have wrote down a couple of notes here. So obviously, you know, this is called the home team, home team podcast. And you basically went from one home team and then you picked up and started a completely different place. And and you mentioned this, it's a different culture, different environment, different politics involved, different uh, set of kids. So, I mean, just a couple of questions based on what you were saying, how difficult was it? Obviously, like you said, there's things outside of your control that you had to, you know, make the move. But like when you had to leave those relationships with the students and their families, like how difficult was that for you? And, and when did you finally feel settled in your new hometown or your new home team? Uh, it was, it was, it was super difficult because anybody who knows me from there knows that, that, that is my passion. It's, it's who I am is, is when it, when anything that involves kids, uh, that's, that's my go-to, uh, my relationships I developed. Um, I'm pretty fortunate that I still get to talk to some of my kids. Um, Daniel Thomas being one. Yeah. We love DT. Uh, stud, just an amazing young man. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not to interrupt you, but when did you, at what age did you know Daniel? So he's like 20, he's like what early twenties right now. Mid 20, right now? 26, 27. I think he's okay. a year older than my son and my son's 26. Gotcha. Okay. They, they played together one season. Um, I want to say he was 12. Dang. That's crazy. And he was raw. He came off, uh, as a basketball player. He was known for his, his basketball ability and we brought him on and there was hype. You know, we got this kid, he's got great hands and, and yada, yada, yada. And they're like, okay, can he hit? Can he take a tackle? We know he's talented. Yeah. And from the day that young man stepped on the field was just the beginning of his, his road. I, he, he was amazing to watch. He caught everything in the air. Uh, I called him Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> he just... Sometimes we wondered how in the heck did he, if there was instant replay, we would have to see instant replay just to see, to watch how beautiful his catch. He had, he had wow. hands like, like no other. 
Uh, he played both ways for me. He was my outside linebacker. Uh, he was also a super lethal weapon on offense. He played tight end for our first year. And then we realized he got better with speed. Uh, he got comfortable with the game. Uh, and then he played run back fly back. We ran a fly offense. So he was our fly. Was our, we could put him anywhere. He would play. Um, second season, uh, we went undefeated. Um, a lot of it was because of Daniel, but we had a really balanced team, had a good core team. Um, it was 2005, 2006. And we went all the way to the second round of the playoffs undefeated. Um, we gave up no points in eight games. So that regular season, our first points were given up in the first round of the playoffs. I had the right play call, yes. but my linebacker and nose went through the same a gap and the quarterback, it was a quarterback sneak. It's a goal line play. I mean, it was sure. <laughs> so predictable, yeah. but they went through the same hole and, um, but we needed to be scored on. And then, uh, Second round, uh, double overtime. Uh, we lost. I held him to a field goal, and offensive coordinator decided to throw a ball. I do want to say it was to DT. Um, it was 15 yards out to the goal line in the back corner post, and that's just bread and butter for a defensive back. <laughs> they just squat on the play, and it's jump ball from there. But uh, I don't want to take nothing away from that. Um, Daniel, I watched him grow up through high school. He was, he was right there. Um, always competing with, and I know a lot of viewers out there is going to know this name, Shaq Thomas. Yeah. Uh, outside grand. linebacker, a middle linebacker. Now played next to Keely. And so that was, that was, that was Daniel's competition. So him <laughs> and Daniel, yeah, every game was an exciting game. They were two outstanding athletes just going head to head, um, yeah. all throughout their career. And, um, obviously Shaq went on to the NFL mm -hmm. and Daniel's back home working with the younger generations, uh, still calls me coach, still calls me on the phone. We, we text, uh, we share ideas. I go up and visit him every now and then. That's awesome. Uh, but as far as, you know, back to what you're saying is I do have some relationships and my kids reach out on me on Facebook. They're grown now. They got kids. So it was hard. Um, I wanted that same thing when I moved here. Try to get my name out there was the hardest thing because the competition here was pretty fierce. Um, I have uh, the cars, uh, David and Derek Carr, who hmm. run their uh, speed and agility program um, through BCHS, uh, Bakersfield Christian High School here. Mm -hmm. uh, big name, um, a lot of competition. Kids flock to that name. Uh, they do a lot sure. in the community. I do a lot um, for the children's network and stuff. Um, uh, some of the other programs out here, the, the kids were already established. So here I am coming in. I got to make a name for myself. You know, you know, wh what do you know? I mean, what do you got to offer? Uh, how much your prices, you know, and, and you know, all the, the um, logistics of, of what goes to getting out there and your advertising. And it took me over two years to get people to see what I had to offer. Hmm. I just want you to come in, just come in. Let me work with you for a bit. Understand what it is. You know who I am. You feel who I am. I talk to your parents. You see my face. Um, that was hard. It was hard. And I knew my goal was to bring back what I had up North is to build a fellowship full of trustworthy um, relationships with kids here. Right. Um, so by, by bringing this, my facility here, I, I was able to do that, but Josh, it, yeah, it was, it was tough. And I do, I do yeah. miss it. Um, but I think I'm on a roll now to where yeah. my kids are, are getting loved on. We got a good fellowship going on. They're talking to their friends. They're inviting their friends in. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's a blessing, man. It's just, I'm just, I'm just blessed. That's awesome, man. But let me ask you this too, because I feel like, you know, I think it's pretty, pretty obvious. Even when you, when you first hopped on the call, like you just had a lot of energy and um, it's obvious even from, you know, following you on social media, you can tell you have a lot of energy, a lot of passion. How much, how much of that passion and how much of your passion for helping young athletes is fueled and maybe stems from 
your own playing career being cut short. Cause I imagine that there's gotta be that thing in the back of your mind where it's like, you have a different appreciation than a lot of other people because you didn't get to, you didn't get, get to enjoy the ride as long for some people. You know I mean? Some people are playing this game or playing whatever sport they play for so long. They almost take it for granted Yeah. for, for you. It sounds like you didn't even have a chance to take it for granted because it was cut short so quickly. So how much of that experience fuels you every day as you do your thing? Every day, every day, every Josh, day. I, I, I think about it all the time is um, one of those uncontrolled missed opportunities. Um, we talk about adversity. We talk about, you know, um, ex, you know, what the expectations you have for yourself. And then all of a sudden it comes to a complete stop. I wish I'd have had played, you know, 10, 12, 15 years in the game or even a two sport player. Uh, The experience that I missed out on, I'm trying to help the kids understand that you're creating memories for yourself. You're building relationships. You're meeting coaches, father figure roles that are going to have a huge impact on your life. You want to stick with it as as best you can. I try to use that to fuel to when a kid tells me they want to quit or they want to give up or it's too hard or they don't like their coach or blah, 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 whatever it is, whatever complaint they have, simple complaint. I say, you got to bury that man. You get one opportunity and you want to take that opportunity. You want to run with it for as long as you can and enjoy yourself. It's the most important thing is, is enjoy your your, your, your craft, you know, whatever it is you're doing and you can look back on it and maybe you become a coach one day, or maybe, maybe your kids you have will come up through that and you'll be able to share the memories and the, you know, the experiences you had. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard. Cause you, you, you can't really relate to some aspects of it because I wasn't there. I, I didn't really do it. I, I was kind of, on the outside, looking in as a as a as a student coach, um, but not playing the impact, you know, having an impact of actually playing the game and know what it means to run the ball on, I don't know, third and six, last play of the game, you're out of timeouts. No, I never got to experience that, but I want you to be able to experience that uh, because I did. I, I unfortunately, God had a different plan for me. Sure. Um, so yeah, if that I think that answered your question. I was yeah, starting off on a tangent. <laughs> no, hundred percent. Yeah, it's all it's all good, man. No, that answered it hundred percent. I mean, like you said, the simple answer is yeah. It fuels, like you said, it fuels you every day. Um, and I think it's it's important for you to like like you've been doing passing that message along to your young athletes because, like you said, it it especially with sports, you know, nowadays it, you see you know, you play your sport, you show up to practice, you go to the weight room, you train, you know, you kind of get into this as much as we love sports, it can still become monotonous, right? Like you just, it's an everyday thing. Like it's just what you do. And sometimes we can take, we can take those things for granted. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when you have someone, a voice like yourself in their life that's saying, Hey, this is my story. This is what can happen. So never take it for granted because you just, you never never know. Love what you do. Absolutely. Love what you do. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and you know, push it, you know, see, yeah. see, see what you're able to become, you yeah. know, take it to the next level. Don't be afraid. Uh, use your voice, use your eyes, use your ears. Just, we're, we're blessed with these tools, yeah. put them to work. Um, step into that leadership role, Yeah, you know, push it to the maximum. It, um, it, there's nothing terrible about any of that. Uh, who knows what that's going to carry over into your life. You know, the, the way you enjoy that, it, it, you know, you're going to carry that same work ethic, that same passion is up to eventually loving something to do for work, right. or maybe it's your family, your wife, your marriage, uh, kids of your own. You, you just take that passion with it, know how to apply it to something. Um, yeah, too, too often, you know, you just hear the word quit, hate too hard. I don't know. I can't. It's like, you have no idea. (laughs) Like you just what you'd be missing out on if you quit. So I try to encourage that 
um, don't take it for granted. Like you said, cherish every minute that you're out there, play it like it's your last Yeah. Uh, and enjoy the people around you. Yeah. You know, those, those relationships, because they could be lifelong relationships that you build your teammates, man. I mean, your workout partners, they're, they're, they're life, they're lifers, man. They're, yeah. Um, so it's important. Absolutely. hundred percent, man. Let me ask you this as a, as a trainer. And I'm, I'm guessing it sounds like you, you deal with, uh, you know, athletes of all ages, but it sounds like maybe even on the, like the younger, like is it middle school side or age? Uh, yeah. Elementary and elementary. summer. I do my first, this last summer we did five to seven year olds. Dang. Okay. My first time ever. And all right. You're a brave man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was an experience, man. But I, I tell you what, if, if anybody out there listening to this is get that opportunity to work with kids that young and you have the patience, man, it is a kick in the pants. Oh, I bet kids get squirrely and just their eyes, their big old eyes looking at you. You're just, you're rough around the feathers, but you love it on them and you see yeah. them used of it. The little ones are fun. They're squirrely, yeah. but they're fun. Oh, but yeah. Um, my age group ranges that in the summertime. And then we go eight years old to 13 and then they're high school to college. Awesome. So as a, as a trainer, as someone who's, you know, like you said, challenging them, pushing them, um, trying to get them to realize that they have so much more inside of them than they may even realize. What is that feeling? I always love talking to trainers about this, that it's just, it's a fascinating thing to me. Like, what is that feeling you get? when you realize that one of your athletes who you've been pushing and challenging, like that light bulb finally comes on where they, they understand, they finally get the thing that you've been trying to teach them and, and challenge them to do. Like, what is that feeling like when they finally grasp a concept that you're trying to teach? Um, I know exactly where I'm just, just getting a moment here. I know exactly where you're going with this, Josh. And I knew exactly as soon as you started saying, I knew, um, there's no feeling in the world. Yeah. There's no amount of money in the world um, that's greater than, than that moment. Uh, when they finally click, you've been working on something for so long. Uh, I think the first time it happened, it was working with these kids. Uh, I called them uh, what are those, pork chops. They're my little pork chop, my little three little pigs. That's what they call them. They were so undersized. They, they played D-line for me. And they were too small to block or, or to penetrate. So I would have them bear crawl. Some oh. of the toughest kids I've ever met. And one of them finally got a tackle. He couldn't tackle to save his life. He was getting lit up all the time. And from the field, he looked over me and he goes, I did it. Wow. And you, you, you see, your, you see your, your passion and your hard work come to life. Um, every day, I, I think that's what motivates me the, the most is if you're getting it one or two of those a day, a week, a month, I just, just the driving point in, in, in why we do what we do. And, and if you're a coach and you're passionate about coaching and anybody who's listening to this knows exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, it brings tears to my eyes because it just, that's, you want that so bad for them. You want them to achieve that one notch higher or that one step better, or that you just, Oh, you want it for them. And when they nail it, you're, I mean, I think I get more excited than they do. Like I come out of my skin, uh, just take, take the box jump for instance. Yeah. Uh, just, just getting both feet up and landing on the box one time at that height. They work so hard. They hit the face. They hit the face. They hit their shins. They're falling down. They're frustrated. And then they nail it. And you're just, someone caught, one of the parents <laughs> caught a picture of me um, yeah. with one of my seven-year-olds. And he finally got up. And it was a, it was a perfect moment because I had two of my high school athletes that are my student athletes. They come in and help me coach. Yeah. And we've been working. And we're surrounding this box. And he lands this box jump. And he's turning down and he's looking at me. I'm on my knees and I've got my arms all the way back. And both <laughs> my high school kids are caught coming up with the fist drive. Like, and we're all, 
Oh, amped up. <laughs> oh, we wanted that so bad. And it is completed. I think as a coach, it's one of the, it's one of the best feelings. Yeah. Like, I mean, until you experience it, it's hard to feel it, but man, Josh, it's, it's a feeling, man. I love it. Man. I would take, I would take one of those every day to start my day. Oh, I bet. Well, it's take, better every, than, better give me than one of those moments yeah. every day. And I will, I will be the most motivated, positive, most wonderful person to hang out with. If I can get one of those every day. So that's go. my goal yeah. is to change lives. And, and, and if it's step-by-step, if it's ladder rung by ladder rung, it's if it's catch by cat, whatever we got to do. Yeah. That then they believe in you. Right. Right. Um, so I know you kind of mentioned this earlier that you you at one point in your story you're saying, Hey, this is the basically the last time when you were in Vegas, right? This is the last time I'll I'm gonna be coaching. Is there ever a possibility that you go back to actually coaching? Or is it are you just are you good with where you're at as far as training, working with the kids in that capacity, or is there a possibility that is, is there that, that Tom Brady, Hey, I'm retired, but you know, there's some there's rumors out there that I might about. come back. There's yeah. been a lot of talk that Josh, there's been a lot of talk lately. Um, yeah. I've had a lot of coaches pulling on me in here yeah. in, um, what I'm producing in here. Uh, they, 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 they'll stand by and they'll watch me coach and sure. listen to my verbal cues and how I work with the kids. And they know my record. They know the years I've put in and they know I'm passionate about it. And like, who wouldn't want that for your team? So sure. I got a lot of organizations out here. Hey, you know, we got a head coach position over here. Hey, uh, I need a defense coordinator. Hey, I will always, always constantly, you know, you know think about walking up and down those sidelines again. Sure. Um, am I ready for it? No. Uh, as far as my business and taking care of what I got in here is my, my pride and joy here. Um, I would have to know that if I stepped away that this thing could run itself so I can devote my full attention to those kids on the sidelines. But if I'm not here, I feel like I'm cutting them short. Sure. But yes, Josh, I, I do think about it and it's that's a good question because it's the last couple of weeks it's it's been brought up quite a bit okay and so i even thought about what if i made my own seven on seven team and oh, i just went the gym because there are a lot of seven on seven competitions out here sure um, it's a big thing out here and what if i just took my own kids right we just <laughs> kind of threw them out of there on the football field and see what we're capable of accomplishing yeah. Uh, yeah. That has been a big conversation the last couple of weeks. That's cool, man. That's awesome. Well, and I appreciate and respect the fact that you, I mean, I'm sure it's like, it's a nice, like, uh, it feels good to the ego, right? Like all these dudes coming up to you, it's like, Hey, would you, you know, would you do this? Would you do that? Defensive coordinator, head coach. And you could easily say, absolutely. At the first, you know, sign of an opportunity, but you, you understand the responsibility that you have to the the students, the athletes that you're coaching right now. And so uh, a lot of respect for that, man, because I think that's important you. and you understand yeah. what you have and who you're, who you're responsible for. So, um, I'm sure other people, you know, I'm sure a lot of people would do the same thing. I'm sure a lot of people would not even, <laughs> would not even hesitate and just take the job. It's like, you know, and then, yeah, I mean, there's some good ball programs out of here. Um, I mean, Liberty just went to state. It's, yeah. uh, you know, they, they long haul. One of my kids was that, that actually got committed was, was on that team. Um, there's some good programs out here, some real good competition. Uh, am I ready for that political stuff again? Maybe. Yeah. If I was head coach, maybe have a little bit more control. Am I allowed to have no daddy coaches? Can I just have dads out there that are there for the kids and not their own? Um, you know, they, <laughs> Yeah. We can negotiate, um, sure. but yeah, I've, I've looked at a couple of programs and I, you know what, I can, I can definitely change that, that program around. No, not yet. Not yet. It's all about the time. Uh, I get that. Coach Ed, yeah. Oh, uh, signups are happening. Hey coach, you want to come out? Uh, just come check out a game. Yeah, <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Just trying to lure, lure you in. in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. We were on the other coaches. Hey, you want to go out for a beer? Uh, you know, no, not so much. Yeah, that's how but, it starts. <laughs> yeah, they start. Uh, well, you know, you have pick at the litter. So yeah, the, can't, the carrot's always dangling. 
Sure. But I'm, I'm being patient with that. Um, people who know me know that it's always in the back of my mind. Right. Uh, but yeah, it is definitely a Tom Brady thing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's always a possibility. That comeback is always a possibility. <laughs> yeah. All right, coach. Well, I got, um, I got two more questions for you and then we'll, okay. we'll get you out of here. I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, anybody who's just listening to this may not know this, but if you're watching, you'll be able to see this pretty clearly. Uh, coach is in his, in his facility right now. He's podcasting from his facility. Uh, when we hopped on the call, he's like, man, I, I live here. This is my, this is my home. So I, I know that that's the case for a lot of coaches, especially once you get to that high school level, uh, the amount of preparation, the amount of um, sacrifice that's required from both spouses, families, kids um, is quite a bit for coaches when they make that choice to be a coach at, at that level. So for you, not only are you training students and training athletes, but you're also, you own a business, you're running a business that, you know, allows you to do that. How do you balance and find the balance between family work, the business side of what you do, the training side of what you do, uh, you know, spending time with loved ones? Like, how do you, how do you maintain that balance, you know? See, I threw in, I threw in maintain. I love that. You I like that? Come on, man. <laughs> <Not> that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's why I picked the name. You got to maintain. Yeah. Uh, good question. Um, uh, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate. Uh, my wife understands my passion for what I do. Uh, she realized I'm good at what I do. She wants me to continue what I do. We, we worked hard to get here. Uh, I gave up a, full-time job with benefits and, you know, a check every other week and work and livelihood for a sacrifice of a dream that we didn't know whether or not was going to make it. Hmm. I proved that it can make it because I poured my heart and soul. My kids, they think I'm crazy. Uh, my son understands because I, I spent so much time with him when he was wrestling and running track and football. He understands. Uh, he was a trainer with me um, for a little bit before he moved to Texas. Um, but my youngest daughter, Raina, um, she plays lacrosse. So she trains with me in here quite a bit. So I see her a lot. We, we have a, a, a good common ground of as far as dad at home and then coach. She calls me coach. She doesn't call me dad. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really fortunate. Um, my wife works her butt off uh, for me to be able to do what I love. Um, and, you know, if she knows I'm happy, she's happy. And it, it, that's that mutual thing was, as far as marriage is that mutual respect. And we want each other to be happy where we're at. And she knows that I'm changing lives. Uh, it's what I'm good at. It's what I want to do. She sees these kids in action, she sees the accomplishments and, and, and the honor roll systems they're hitting and hearing from the parents that my son has never made his bed in his life. And all of a sudden he's making his bed. What are you doing inside that gym? We're, we're building character. We're, we're creating young men and women um, to be successful people in society. Um, who would not want that for their spouse? Uh, it is a 24-7 uh, you say job, it, 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 it is in the house and it is at home. I think that's why my kids think I'm crazy. So I'm like, you should come to the gym, work out with me, dad. No. Yeah. So, you know, the eating habits, the nutrition, the supplementation, it's always over the house. We're always, it's always gym talk. Um, sure. Anytime somebody comes over, we're talking about the gym. I'm like, we don't have to talk about that, but yeah. yes, it is a 24 seven nonstop, but I am, uh, I'm really blessed. I'm really thankful, uh, that they understand my passion. Um, and I'm able to do it. You know, yeah. uh, I got a, I got a, I got a great family. That's awesome, man. I yeah. love that. I love hearing that. And, um, yeah, I mean, they, they've gotta be, they've gotta be amazing, man, to, to keep up with the passion that you have for it, man. And I remember I'm, I'm bummed that Kevin wasn't here tonight, but I remember a couple of years ago, he mentioned something about, um, when you're pursuing the, your passion or your dream, you have to make sure that you're with people that can breathe at the same elevation that you're trying to pursue. You know what I mean? Cause if, right. they, if they can't yeah. breathe that elevation, then it's going to be tough for them to hang with you. So it sounds like you've got yeah. a bunch of people in your family, in your life that, that breathe at that same elevation and can hang in that environment, which is awesome, man. Yeah, no, it, that is so true. And they got to be able to, there's a compromise, 
you know, you got to be, you got to have your space and you know, I'm going to grind My business does not, you know, it's not a clock in and clock out. Right. It people are messaging you over the weekend. You got, you're running into people at, at the mall, at the farmer's market. And they're like, Hey, I want to get my son to you. It's, it's, it's all the time ongoing. So to be able to have that respect, to give that space, to make that happen. Sometimes I get in trouble because I don't have a business card. I mean, my wife has got me, <laughs> she's got my bag. Why don't you have your business cards? Or yeah. why aren't you wearing your shirt? You should be. And so <laughs> I love that because it keeps me on my toes. Like, oh, she's yeah. on it. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. But yeah. in the end, it's a team, it's a team effort. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's absolutely true, man. Yeah. So, all right, coach, you got one more for you and we'll get you out of here. This is a big one. Um, and I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about this, but what is, when it's all said and done end of the road, what do you want your legacy to be uh, for the home team? Obviously, uh, your home team was here in Sacramento for a little bit, but now it's in Bakersfield. What do you want that legacy to be for the home team when it's all said and done? Um, so like, so all said and done, as in like, at, the, at the end of your life, like the, I, I like the end, of, like, like I leave this earth, leave this earth. I, I try to avoid that because it sounds, always sounds grim as I as I do. Oh that man, <laughs> I, I I do it. Um, you know, and and I want I want I think Daniel said it best. Uh, you know, I I want kids to understand as, as many as I can reach. Uh, is that you know I know they don't care what you know until they know you care. Yeah. Um, I want, I want kids to be able to understand that I come off really, really loud and strong sometimes, but when they know me, they know that I'm just, I'm, I'm full of love. Mm-hmm. I care about their success. I care about where their life is going. If I have an impact early on in life, then uh, uh, hopefully I can, I can pave that road and uh, hopefully I can get them young enough to where they can understand how important they are, not only to themselves, to their, to, to other people in their life and, and just value life. Um, we only get one to make the best of it, to set big goals, to dream big. Um, having being remembered as, you know, Coach Johnson was, you know, one. If someone, if someone like, if I was to look back on myself, and I'm, I'm above, you know, I'm in the ground, but my spirit, and I'm looking back, and somebody said, you know, Coach Johnson had probably one of the biggest impacts on on me is, is, is being who I am. Yeah. Um, Nobody gets left behind. We don't want nobody to get left behind. And 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 I I just I just want to reach as many kids as I can, uh, and help them be um, better than they are, better than they were yesterday. Just being remembered as just a great coach, man. Yeah. Just when it, when when they talk about their to their kids or when they whether it's a football game or whether they, they go out for the military or they sign up for college or say, man, coach, coach really, he said that one thing to me. I want to be that guy. Yeah. I want to be, I want to be that guy. And I shoot, I sure do love the messages and the phone calls from my other kids. Yeah. So I know that's what I want. Um, just to be remembered as, is is always being there for them. Love it, man. Love well, regardless it. of what it is, school, relationships. We all got relationships, especially my boys. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Distractions, boys, distractions. Yeah. But um knowing that I, I I was always there for them. Yeah. That would be it. Yeah. That's awesome, coach. I'd love that. Um before we before we wrap this thing up, I I just this just hit me, coach. I don't know why. I've been I've been looking at you. I'm like, you remind me of someone I couldn't place it. Just figured it out. I'm a big baseball guy. You look a lot like Max Scherzer, the pitcher. <laughs> Man, I, if, I, if I have people say that. Yeah. Have they said that before? Yeah, I've had I've had Dude, I'm saying that. If and had, I didn't know who he was because I'm not a baseball guy. Okay. I understand the game and the athleticism, but I'm like baseball. So I had to look him up and I was all whoa. You guys okay. can be brothers. You just need a different color, two different color <laughs> eyes. You'd be Max Scherzer, dude. And then I would I would tell people too, it's like, 
we had Brandon Johnson or Max Scherzer, whoever, uh, you, Max Scherzer. <laughs> yeah, whoever you want to hear from. That's who we had on the podcast. So, hey, if that guy's a stud, I'm, I'm down. There Whatever. you go, man. Yeah. Perfect. I had to mention it before we get out of here. So, um, coach, man, we just appreciate this so much for taking some time mm-hmm. to, to chat with me. Uh, where can they follow you on social media? What's your website? Um, you know, anybody who's in the, maybe listening in the Bakersfield area, um, they can come check you out. And then, you know, even if you're here in Sacramento and you're, you're here in our own hometown of Sacramento, make sure you still follow Brandon. Cause he, you know, he posts a lot of great stuff. And even though you're not going <laughs> to go to his gym here from Sacramento, um, you can still learn something from what he's posting. So make sure you follow him, but where can they follow you on social media, website, all that stuff? No, I appreciate the time, Josh. I appreciate the invite and the talk and the chat. Uh, I love what you guys do as far as listening to, you know, coaches all over, uh, and, and hearing their story, sometimes we get looked at as making the wrong decision during a crucial game or, you know, coach didn't play me enough or there, you know, there's a lot going on the behind the scenes, um, the important things behind the scenes. Um, and it, and it's cool to, that you guys are able to get those stories out. Um, uh, if you, if, if you, if you've never coached and you've thought about it, don't hesitate. If you have the time, uh, and you have the balance in your life, it's the most rewarding thing I think you could do. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can do it without being paid, I think that's, I think that's even better. If you can volunteer your time to help with youth development in any way, uh, we could sure use the help. Yeah. So that's my, that's my message to my viewers. Um, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, where can they where can they follow you on social media, Coach? Oh, uh, social media. So uh, maintain fitness six six one. Perfect. And we'll make sure we tag you and everything on Instagram and all that. And uh, man, this has been this has been awesome, Coach. Uh, yeah. You know, as, yeah. as soon as I found out that you were connected to to Daniel Thomas. Like okay, yeah. this this dude must be pretty solid. So yeah, uh, that's my boy up there. Um, we're getting ready to host an event. Uh, it's called Dream Big, and um, he's one of my guest speakers. He's actually coming down and hung hang out with me and talk to my kids. Oh, it's gonna be great. Yeah, I needed some fire, so uh, there you go. I'm bringing in I'm bringing in the talent. So no, love I love you, him very much. And and Daniel, I know I know you see this. Love you, kid. Love it, man. That's that's the way we're going to end this thing. Thank you so much, Coach. We appreciate you. And uh, we'll talk to you later. All right, Josh. Thank you. All right, man.